Hello, and welcome to season two of Dad Reads, a podcast where a dad, that's me, reads to his son, that's me, while he constantly, in seventh grade now, interrupts. Yep. Okay. Magnus Chase and the Sword of Summer, chapter 10. Sorry, it's not chapter one. We started reading it again, and then I remembered, oh, we used to have this podcast. And then we spent a ton of time trying to do the (laughs) intro. I don't know why Dad could not hold it together. Oh, my God, lies. (laughs) Let the record show. Uh, Whatever. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. Chapter 10, My Room Does Not... Oh, and welcome to season two. Oh, my God, not. Chapter 10, My Room Does Not Suck. I wasn't paying the closest... Close it. Okay. <clears throat> I wasn't. Still can't hold this together. I wasn't paying the closest attention as Hunding guided me through the hotel. I felt as if I'd been spun around fifty times, then released into the middle of a circus and told to have fun. Each hall we walked through seemed bigger than the one before. Most of the hotel guests looked like they were in high school, though some looked slightly older. Guys and girls sat together in small groups, lounging in front of fireplaces, chatting in many different languages, eating snacks or playing board games like chess and Scrabble and something that involved real daggers and a blowtorch. Sounds fun. Peeking into side lounges, I spotted pool tables, pinball machines, an old-fashioned video arcade, and something that looked like an Iron Maiden from a torture chamber. Staff members in dark green shirts moved among the guests, bringing platters of food and pitchers of drink. As far as I could tell, all the servers were buff female warriors with shields on their backs and swords or axes on their belts, which is not something you see a lot in the service industry. One heavily armed waitress passed me with a steaming plate of spring rolls. My stomach rumbled. How can I be hungry if I'm dead? I asked Hunting. Well, you haven't eaten since you barfed, well, since that chicken bread and milk you ate and then you barfed that up, so... None of these people look dead. Hunding shrugged. Well, there's the dead and then there's the dead. Think of Valhalla more like an upgrade. You're one of the Inheria now. He pronounced the word like In-hair-yar. Inheriar, I repeated. Just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, singular. Inheriar. He said it like Inher-ye. Whoops. We're the chosen of Odin, soldiers in his eternal army. The word Inharyar is usually translated as lone warriors, but it doesn't really capture the meaning. It's more like the once warriors, the warriors who fought bravely in the last life and will fight bravely again on the day of the doom. Duck. The day of the doom, duck? No, duck. Oh, my iPad. All right, we're not in mid-season form here. iPad blinked off. Well, what do you expect? First episode. Well, what do you expect? I don't know why. (laughs) Hunting pushed me down as a spear flew past. It impaled a guy sitting on the nearest sofa, killing him instantly. Drinks, dice, and Monopoly money flew everywhere. 
The people he'd been playing with rose to their feet, looking mildly annoyed, and glared in the direction the spear had come from. I saw that, John Redhand, Hunting yelled. The lounge is a no-impaling area. Hey, it was caught red-handed. All right, I'll give that one to you. I got you. From the billiard room, somebody laughed and called back in. Swedish? He didn't sound very remorseful. Anyway, Hunding resumed walking as if nothing had happened. The elevators are right down there. Wait, I said. The guy was just murdered with the spear. Aren't you going to do anything? Oh, the wolves will clean it up. My pulse went into double time. Wolves? Sure enough, while the other Monopoly players were sorting their pieces, a pair of gray wolves bounded into the lounge, grabbed the dead man by his legs, and dragged him away, the spear still sticking out of his chest. The trail of blood evaporated instantly. The perforated sofa mended itself. I cowered behind the nearest potted plant. I don't care how much that sounds. My fear simply took control. These wolves didn't have glowing blue eyes like the animals that had attacked my apartment, but still, I wish I'd ended up in an afterlife where the mascot was a gerbil. Aren't there any rules against killing? I asked in a small voice. Hunting raised a bushy eyebrow. That was just a bit of fun, boy. The victim will be fine by dinner. He pulled me out of my hiding place. Come on. Before I could ask more about the bit of fun... We reached an elevator. Its cage door was made out of spears. Overlapping gold shields lined against the walls. The control panel had so many buttons it stretched from floor to ceiling. The highest number was 540. Hunting pressed 19. Oh, How can this plate... What? Floor 540. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking if it can be connected... I mean, it has to be, right? It has to be. But it can't be. These are Norse gods. They can't go to Mount Olympus. Annabeth. Yeah, I know, but this has nothing to do with Annabeth. It has to do with... Wait, never mind. Olympus is 4600. That makes sense then. Sorry, guys. How can this place have 540 floors, I said. It would be the tallest building in the world. If it only existed in one world, yes. But it connects to all the nine worlds. You just came through the Midgard entrance. Most mortals do. Midgard. I vaguely remembered something about the Vikings believing in nine different worlds. Rudolph had used the term worlds too, but it had been a long time since my mom had read me those Norse bedtime stories. You mean, like, the world of humans? I... Hunting took a breath and recited, 540 floors of Valhalla. 540 doors leading out into the nine worlds, he grinned. You never know when or where we'll have to march off the war. How often has that happened? Well, never. But still, it could happen at any time. I, for one, can't wait. Finally, Helgi will have to stop punishing me. The manager? What's he punishing you for? Hunting's expression soured. One romp in the woods with Zeus's favors, wouldn't it? Different mythology. True, but that's what Dionysus did. Had and then he got stuck running a summer camp for a bunch of needy half bloods. That's true, but 
I don't know who hunting is. Nor do I. Is this your foot? Yes. Isn't it large compared to your tiny chicken feet? Chicken feet? That's a weird thing. Uh, Hunting's expression soured. Long story. He and I... The elevator spear cage door rolled open. Forget it. Hunting clapped me on the back. You like floor 19. Good hallmates. I'd always thought of hotel corridors as dark, depressing, and claustrophobic. Floor 19? Not so much. The vaulted ceiling was 20 feet tall, lined with, you guessed it, more spears for rafters. Valhalla had apparently got a good deal at the spear wholesale warehouse. Torches burned in iron sconces, but they didn't seem to make any smoke. They just cast warm orange light across the wall displays of swords, shields, and tapestries. The hall was so wide you could have played a regulation soccer game, no problem. The blood-red carpeted tree-branch designs that moved as if swaying in the wind. Are you saying something? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, I heard something. Wasn't there? I bet it was. Why Sen- do you think I'm lying to you on air? <laughs> on air. <laughs> set okay, about that was fi- weird for me. <laughs> set about 50 feet apart, each guest room door was rough-hewn oak bound by iron. I didn't see any doorknobs or locks. In the center of each door, a plate-sized iron circle was inscribed with a name surrounded by a ring of Viking runes. The first read, Half-Born Gunderson. Behind that door, I heard shouting and metal clinging like a sword fight was in progress. The next read, Mallory Keene. Behind that door, silence. Then, Thomas Jefferson Jr. The popping of gunfire came from within, though it sounded more like a video game than the actual thing. Yes, I've heard both. The fourth door was simply marked X. In front, a room service card sat in the hallway with the severed head of a pig on a silver platter. The pig's ears and nose looked slightly nibbled. Now, I'm not a food critic. Being homeless, I could never afford to be, but I draw the line at pig's heads. We'd almost reached the tee at the end of the hall when a large blackbird shot around the corner and zipped past me, almost clipping my ear. I watched the bird disappear down the hall, a raven with a notepad and a pen in its talons. What was that? I asked. A raven. Hunting said, which I found very helpful. Finally, we stopped at a door and inscribed Magnus Chase. Seeing my name written in iron, inscribed with runes, I started to tremble. My last hope that this might be a mistake, a birthday prank, or cosmic mix-up finally evaporated. The hotel was expecting me. They'd spell my name right in everything. For the record, Magnus means great. My mom named me that because our family was descended from Swedish kings or something a billion years ago. Also, she said I was the greatest thing that had ever happened to her. I know. One, two, three. Aww. It was an annoying name to have. Wait, do that again. What? Just say that last line again. Aww. No, 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 the entire line. One, two, three. Aww. Aww. It was an annoying name to have. People tended to spell it Mangus, rhymes with Angus. I always corrected them. No, it's Magnus, rhymes with Swagness. At which point they would stare at me blankly. Anyway, there was rhymes my name. Rhymes with Agnes. 
Coven of Chaos. Marvel. Are you quite finished? Am I ever quite finished? No. Like it's a... But may I continue? Of course, Governor. Can we ever go, like, more than one day without you bringing up Agatha? <laughs> Who's been messing up? Okay, nope, yep, I'm done. I'm done. Don't worry. Anyway, there was my name on the door. Once I went through, I would be checked in. According to the manager, I'd have a new home until doomsday. Go ahead. Hunting pointed at the runestone key in my hand. The symbol looked sort of like an infinity sign or a sideways hourglass. It's Degas, Hunting said. Nothing to be afraid of. It symbolizes new beginnings, transformations. It also opens your door. Only you have access. I swallowed. What if, for instance, the staff wants to get in? Oh, we use the staff key. Hunting patted the axe on his belt. I couldn't tell if he was kidding. (laughs) I held up the runestone. I didn't want to try it. But I also didn't want to stay in the hallway until I got impaled by a random spear or injured by a raven hit and run. <laughs> Instinctively, I touched the stone to the matching fact, Degas yeah, mark on the door. Fly. I, that, meant, that was meant to be a pun, and it just didn't get there. Did, it didn't. No, it did not. The ring of runes glowed green. The door swung open. I stepped inside, and my jaw hit the floor. The suite was nicer than any place I'd ever lived, nicer than any place I'd ever visited, including Uncle Randolph's mansion. In a trance, I moved to the middle of the suite where a central atrium was open to the sky. My shoes sank into the thick green grass. Four large oak trees ringed the garden like pillars. The lower branches spread into the room across the ceiling, interweaving with the rafters. The taller branches grew up through the opening of the atrium, making a lacy canopy. Sunlight warmed my face. A pleasant breeze wafted through the room, bringing in a smell of jasmine. How? I stared at Hunting. Hundreds of floors are above us, but that's open sky. And it's the middle of winter. How can it feel sunny and warm? Hunting shrugged. I don't know. Magic. Magic. But this is your afterlife, boy. You've earned some perks, eh? Had I? I didn't magic feel chase. particularly perfect. Magic chase. Magic. Okay, still not working. Ma, 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 you, need, ma, you need to workshop ma, that one. Ma, 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 ma. Had I? I didn't feel particularly perk worthy. I turned in a slow circle. Well, the suite die. was shaped like a cross with four sections radiating from the central atrium. Every wing was as large as my old apartment. One was the entry was hall where I came in. The next was a bedroom with a king-sized bed. No, it wasn't. It was in Boston. Despite its size, the room was spare and simple. Beige covers and fluffy-looking pillows on the bed. Beige walls with no artwork or mirrors or other decoration. Heavy brown curtains could be drawn to close off the space. I remembered when I was a kid how my mom used to make my room as no frills as possible. I'd always found it hard to sleep indoors unless I had total darkness and nothing to distract me. Looking at this bedroom, I felt like somebody had reached into my mind and pulled out exactly what I needed to be comfortable. The wing to the left was a dressing area, tiled in black and beige, my favorite colors. The perks included a sauna, a hot tub, a walk-in wardrobe, a walk-in shower, and a walk-in toilet. Just kidding on the last one, but it was a fancy throne, suitable for the honored dead. The a suites. walk-in toilet. All right, we Every have to. We have to finish this. Mom is 
upstairs boiling right now, I promise you. Brent doesn't know about our mother. The sweets... Well, not <laughs> yes, they know about the existence of a mother. <laughs> well... Any suspicions they had. Okay, so you're clearly not following instructions. I have to get through this, or we're not going to finish. The sweets for... I don't know how I'm doing this. The suite's fourth wing was a full kitchen and living room. At one end of the living room, a big leather couch faced a plasma screen TV with about six different game systems stacked in the media cabinet. On the other side, two recliners sat in front of a cackling fireplace and a wall of books. Yes, I like to read. I'm weird that way. Even <laughs> after dropping weird. out of I school, like I spent a lot of time in the Boston Public Library learning random stuff just to pass the time in a warm, safe place. For two years, I had missed my old book collection. I never seriously thought I would have one again. I walked over to check out the titles on the shelves. Then I noticed the picture framed in silver on the fireplace mantel. Something like a bubble of helium made its way up my esophagus. No way. I picked up the photo. It showed me at age eight and my mom at the summit of Mount Washington in New Hampshire. That had been one of the best trips of my life. We'd asked the park ranger to take the photo. In the shot, I was grinning, which I don't do much of anymore, showing off my missing two front teeth. My mom knelt behind me with her arms wrapped around my chest, her green hair crinkling at the corners, her freckles dark from the sun, her blonde hair swept sideways by the wind. This, this is impossible, I murmured. There was only one oh, copy that, of this picture. It burned in the fire. I turned to Hunding, who was wiping his eyes. You really? okay? Hunding's still there. He cleared his throat. Fine. Of course I'm fine. The hotel likes to provide you with keepsakes, reminders of your old life, photographs. Under his beard, his mouth may have been quivering. Back when I first died, they didn't have photographs. It's just, you're lucky. No one had called me lucky in a very long time. The idea shook me out of my days. I'd been without my mom for two years. I'd been dead or upgraded for only a few hours. This bellhop from Saxony had been here since 749 CE. I wondered how he had died and what family he'd left behind. 1,200 years later and he was still getting teary-eyed about him, which seemed like a cruel way to spend an afterlife. Hunding, stri Hunding straightened and wiped his nose. Enough of that. If you have any questions, call the front desk. I look forward to hearing about your brave exploits tonight at dinner. My brave exploits? Now, don't yeah, be modest. Yeah, finding a black one. You wouldn't have to be chosen unless you did something heroic. The, the fire giant. But it's been a pleasure serving you, sir. And welcome to the Hotel Valhalla. He held out his hand. It took me a second to realize he wanted a tip. Oh, um, I... I dug into my jacket pockets, not expecting to find anything. Miraculously, the chocolate bar I'd swiped from Uncle Randolph's house was still there, undamaged from its trip through the great beyond. I gave it to Hunding. Sorry, that's all I have. His eyes turned the size of drink coasters. Gods of Asgard! Thank you, kid! He sniffed the chocolate and held it up like a holy chalice. Wow. Okay. You need anything, you let me know. Your Valkyrie will come get you right before dinner. Wow. My Valkyrie? Wait, I don't have a Valkyrie. Hunding laughed. 
his eyes still fixed on the chocolate bar. Oh, what do you think the great Yeah, is? if I had your Valkyrie, I'd say the same thing. She's caused her share of troubles. What do you mean? See you tonight, kid. Hunting headed for the door. I got things to eat. I mean, do. Try not to kill yourself before dinner. Chapter 11. Pleased to meet you. I will now crush your windpipe. Ah. Well, thanks for reading. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. And I'm glad we had this time together. Okay. Just, uh, no one's going to get that joke. Okay, out. Uh, but bye.